and turn to Psalm 119. So, a lot of people have come back from a uh, great time down at um, at the camp down at Kangaroo and. Um, maybe a bit worn out, but I've got some pills for you here today, so you, you'll find out a bit what that's about in a moment. Um, so, Psalm 119. Actually, George was quizzing a few of us down at camp um, about uh, Bible books with the most chapters in them and that sort of thing. Does anyone know how many verses uh, Psalm 119's got in it, George? No, so the book of Psalms has got 150 chapters, but how many verses has Psalm 119 got? Daryl? 176. 100 and... <laughs> yeah, um, cheating. Um, and, and I think that would make it the longest, uh, the longest book, um, chapter in the Bible. I'm not going to read it all today. It's a great, it's a great chapter though, um, and we'll pick a little bit of stuff out of it. Um, we had a quiz, speaking of quizzes and uh, questions, um, we had a good run down at camp too. It was a lot of fun that uh, Brother Liam from Ballarat organised. And uh, Actually, it was funny, Evie said to me afterwards, she, she goes, um, sorry Evie, um, she goes, oh, that's the best quiz I've ever been in because people actually listened to me. Um, so, did you win? No. <laughs> um, anyway, it was a bit of fun. I was thinking about that, this is not in my talk, but... The most important quiz um, that if we if we're going to talk quizzes um, and it's a really easy one is when you say how do I get saved? Show me where I get how, how do I get saved? Show me in the Bible. Can anyone tell me a scripture? Maybe just think in yourself um, because this is the most you know when you if ever you ask anyone who goes to the church or, you know so what's if you ask their doctrine or if you what uh, um, what do I have to do to get saved and they can't tell you an answer it's the biggest letdown you know we're talking about salvation um, Shane yeah do you know a scripture about getting saved sorry I think you've just yeah and you remember where it is yeah, okay. Um, okay, who's got a scripture? I only need two. Ben? Acts 2. Yeah, Acts 2.38. Who's got another one? Yeah. Okay, one more. Daryl? John 3. That's all you need. Really easy quiz. How do I get saved? Show me in the Bible. Acts 2.38. John 3, verse 3 to 5. That'll do you. You can read around it too. Um, Mark 16, verse... Um, um, 15, 16, well, 3 to 20. Um, that's a good one to know. So if you, if you like your quizzes, have a look at that one. That actually, all we, all we need to continue to learn in that is, and the Lord reveals it to us, is actually to be able to share that with someone. You know, you can probably remember that, Acts 2.38, John 3.3. 3. You can, but to actually go to it and read it and explain it and say, this is what's happened to me. That's all it takes. Um, anyway, that's not what it talks about. Um, we're going to have another lesson, and it's a medical lesson. So, Evie, do you want to come and hand these out for me? You can um, just pass these around. Do not open them, okay? <laughs> They're just props. 
Um, I was going to put lollies in them, but sorry, sorry, kids, I didn't have didn't have time. Just put one on one side and one on the other, and pass them around, and you can work out what they are. While we're doing that, Psalm 119, verse 64. Um, that'll, that'll make some sense in a minute. It says, The earth, O Lord, is full of thy mercy. Teach me thy statutes. Thou hast dwelt, de- dealt well with thy servant, O Lord, according unto thy word. Teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I have believed thy commandments. Joy, what have you got over there? Mercy, mercy and a bit of Macy's artwork. And Ben? <laughs> Which is... Judgment. So we've got mercy and judgment. We've got those two here in these three scriptures here that the psalmist is writing about. Lord, the earth, O Lord, is full of thy mercy. And he says, teach me good judgment. And so these are two things we need. Okay, so you can have your pills here today of mercy and judgment. And I want to explore those two words a a little bit today. I looked up... um, um, and and uh, by the way, Macy's artwork of Judgment Fire on there is not exactly what I'm talking about, but she was getting creative. Um, but the word judgment. Anyway, starting with mercy, the uh, definition is compassion or forgiveness shown towards someone whom it is within one's power to punish or harm. So we understand God's mercy to us and just how big that is. You know that um, you know that we were dead in sin and so able to be punished by by God, and and we understand where Jesus Christ comes into the picture because God allowed Jesus to be harmed instead of us. That's mercy. That's big. Judgment is the ability to make considered decisions. Or come to sensible conclusions. Is everyone capable of that? <laughs> um, maybe, maybe as we get a bit older, we can make considered decisions and come to sensible conclusions. Um, a, a couple of synonyms is uh, discernment or reason. So here we read the psalmist talks about both of these things together, and it, I, I suppose what I want to apply here is it actually makes a whole lot of sense together um you know we we have been released from punishment and that's that's what he talks about here mercy so teach me to do well in your ways and that requires judgment and you know maybe maybe words we use is to to walk in your ways to grow in your ways or in your statutes, as we read about here in the, in the Old Testament, to be a testimony, to be a witness. Um, people love mercy, yeah? Um, I've got mercy in the big bottle because, you, know, you know, everyone loves mercy. You know why? Because you don't have to do anything. You know, that, that is given to us. You know, that... We're in a position where we could be punished or harmed and we're set free. We don't have to do everyone anything, so everyone loves it. We all love um, mercy 
you know, Jesus did it all. Um, it's all been done for me. And, and you know, I suppose where we get the, 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 that emphasis, you know, like, oh, I love Jesus, you know. I, I believe in Jesus. And, and because I don't have to do anything. He did it all. Um, I, I want to give you a little bit of an analogy. Um, I, I actually read this um, in relation to um, the world's um, current um, financial situation. Um, anyway, not relevant. Um, but it's sort of said that if um, you go into hospital, right, and um, let's say compound fracture, I pick that one because you can see that one, can't you? Does that one um, break the skin? Taj, our expert on broken bones. Um, anyway, you go into hospital and, you know, the, the, the problem gets addressed or dressed, bandaged, and you're, you're there in recovery. Now, you get given a time... You get given a time for that recovery. Maybe, you know, in a, in a day you'll be right and you can go home. Or maybe we'll come back uh, and have a look for a couple of days and we'll just monitor you for a couple of days, depending on the, the nature of the, the injury or whatever it is. Now, if you can imagine, um, after a week, you're still there in the hospital bed and you're still bandaged up. And, you know, the doctor comes in, checks you out and says, oh, look, we'll just wait another week. And it starts to become a bit ridiculous when you sort of start thinking, and people have experienced this, I just want to go home. Um, after a month, after six months, after a year, imagine if that really played out, that you're in hospital and they kept redressing and rebandaging and you're still in hospital after a year and not, not seeing any improvement. And I, I want to sort of compare that a little bit to maybe mercy on its own um, you know, the bandages, the dressing, the care um, that, that sort of continues to, to go on there. Um, but if there's, if there's no result, what, what happens? What happens after a week when the doctor had said two days? Well, what happens after a month? You know, the doctor actually has to reassess and make a judgment. They have to make a judgment call. A decision, um, and we trust the doctor, and they say we're going to have to we're going to have to try something different, or we're going to have to do this again, or whatever it is, because it's not working. So you actually have to make a decision to move forward. There's a few key points I want to just sort of pick out of this, and and so maybe when you think about these these bottles of pills. Or, or even I was, originally I was going to get a tube of toothpaste as an ointment. But we have to apply a little judgment to the situation. And we all will understand that in the natural, yeah? That, that you know, sometimes we, we need to make a decision on things. But it's the same spiritually, is you can't always just keep applying mercy and faith. I wanted to try tie in mercy and faith if you don't do anything. Like I say, people love mercy because I don't have to do anything. But actually, sometimes we see that doesn't get a result. The psalmist talks about mercy and judgment. Teach me to walk in thy ways. Teach me to walk in, in, in thy, um, 
with uh, judgment and knowledge, good judgment and knowledge. Let's have a look over in James chapter 2. told a story before but the first house that we rented here in Geelong um, we got a bit of uh, I don't know there was a bit of purple chalk or something that got wet through our rug had all the carpets protected with our rugs on top but it got wet and it went through and it made this purple stain in the carpet and um, that started what was a little bit nasty at the time but they actually took us to VCAT for $13,000 um, we had offered to pay, I'd offered to pay 150 The carpets were over 10, year, 10 years old anyway, so they'd all been fully depreciated and whatever. I, I offered to pay 150 to get that fixed up, and um, they actually took us to VCAT for $13,000, which was, they picked everything to pieces. It's the only time I've had to sit there um, in judgment, you know, like that as, um, what are they called? A... Um, uh, magistrate or yeah, member, member and sits there and, and listens to the stories and makes a decision on your behalf because you can't sort it out. Um, I've tried to sort it out. but um, And uh, so j- just talking about this judgment that needs to be made um, by the law. And once again, the same spiritually, um, we make judgment decisions by the word and we act on it. And so there's the acting on it too. You know, when, when you do sit in a, in a court of law, a decision is made according to law and then the punishment gets carried out or, or something gets carried out. So um, a, a decision is made and, and this is what needs to happen from here. When the Lord teaches us good judgment and knowledge like we read about, and we get it from here, and he says, now I want you to act on it. I want you to continue to grow. And, and, and so what has happened is he's poured out this wonderful mercy on us, and he says, now walk in my ways. Now to do that, you have to take on good judgment and knowledge by this. Um, you know, if we've received the mercy from God... We better apply his judgment. You know what I mean? Comes from the, the same source. And and when we do, you know, what's the verdict? What's the ruling, the finding? And and maybe that's when we sit at home with our Bible. Maybe that's when we're in prayer, when we're in fellowship, maybe it's when you come to the meeting and we have our time of communion and we remember the wonderful thing the Lord has done for us and that wonderful mercy shown to us. But maybe you sit in a meeting and he pricks your heart. Now, if we go away, Lord, thank you for your mercy, and we go sit on our spiritual backside, that's, that's incomplete. We, we are, the Lord is pricking us to walk in his ways and to apply good judgment that we might continue to walk in the life where he set us free. Um, like, like I say, is, is judgment requires action good judgment requires action for us to do something mercy doesn't require anything maybe just saying thank you um but they go together so james chapter 2 and verse 14 so what i want to do here is i just want to mercy and judgment we read this passage about 
faith and works. And there's some similarity. So if we put mercy and faith together and we put judgment and works together, they work with each other. And we'll read about that here. It says, verse 14, What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he has faith and has not works, can faith save him? It, it, it's sort of like in that same category. I love the, the mercy of God. You know, praise the Lord for, for Jesus Christ and I don't have to do anything. Or I have faith in God and I don't have to do anything. You know, that, that, those sort of two go together. Verse 15, If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, what does it profit? Do we get that? Um, Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works, show me thy faith. Without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well, the devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? This is an interesting passage when you read it all together. Like, you can read through verse 15 and 16 and sort of think it's about giving soup to the homeless and you know, there, there's an element of that in there, of, of looking after people. There's a lot more in here. And as we tie it together, so, so then we read about even the devil's belief. So, okay, so this is about, we start to understand, this is about more than just giving, um, this is, this is um, big. And then we read about Abraham in verse 21. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar and 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 i just want to make that point is so now we're getting to abraham sacrificing isaac so this is not just about looking after um your brother and sister uh, and their needs anymore holy this is about faith without works this is about action this is about what you're going to do um, with your faith. And so we read about what Abraham did with his faith when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar. Verse 22, Seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. You see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. Likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. So Rahab gets drawn into this conversation as well. And we've got a couple of great stories here, Abraham and Isaac, and we've got the story of Rahab. Um, and I'm, I'm, we're going to go to um, the story of, of Abraham and Isaac just, just to demonstrate. But I, I want to think about maybe the phrase here, show me your faith. 
say, I've got faith in God. Show me your faith. It says here, faith without works is dead. Show me your faith. So let, let's turn to Genesis chapter 22. Can we? Can we show faith? How do, how do we show faith? And maybe just sort of thinking about Isaac, we'll just read the story here, but thinking about what is your... Do you have an Isaac moment in, in your life? Let's, let's just read the story um, first. Verse 1. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell of thee, which I will tell thee of. Um, Abraham had waited, and Sarah had waited for a long time for this promised son. You know, he was a hundred. And Sarah was 90. And, um, and here it says, Thine only son Isaac, and offer him there for a burnt offering. And so if we're talking about mercy and judgment, if we're talking about faith and works, um, it's not always how we sort of see it, you know, like, um, is that mercy? Um, is that really what I have to do to demonstrate faith? And uh, verse 3, and, and Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father, and he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? I don't know if you've sort of got a moment in this story where you're sort of thinking of pulling out. I'm, I'm probably here at verse 7, you know, where I don't know how you get past that. Um, you, you, and, and verse 8, it says, And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went, both of them, together. And they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad. Neither do thou anything unto him, for now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh, as it is said to this day in the Mount 
of the Lord. It shall be seen. Um, we know that this story is a, is a type of Jesus Christ, and there's a lot of parallels in this story. But as it is, we read in uh, James chapter 2 about faith and works, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness. You know, that Abraham, this faithful man, like I say, the, the phrase, if you think of the phrase, show me your faith, I don't know how you can demonstrate it much better than this. Show me your faith. Faith is something you can see because it has works associated with it. It's not a, I don't know why I've ended up with this phrase, but it's not a sit on your backside faith. You know, the the psalmist said, Lord God, thank you for your mercy. Teach me good judgment and knowledge that I can continue and show. And likewise with faith is without works, it's nothing. You will see it. Um, let's, um, let's go back to Psalm 119. So I suppose um, if we think about um, in our situation, you know, like, like I say, sometimes we have these moments where, where we have challenges in our life. Maybe we've got a, um, maybe we've got a problem with someone. Um, maybe, maybe we've got an anger problem, a temper problem. Um, maybe there's certain vices of our past life that that hang on. Um, you know, we hear people t- testify about smoking and drinking and, and gambling and all sorts of things. Um, maybe maybe there's TV and, and 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 things that grab a hold in our, our life. Maybe there's personal battles, um, thoughts, anxieties, things that that we need to overcome. And I I suppose our thought process can be is is of of mercy and faith. And these are good things. But I don't have to do anything, God. You're going to do it all for me. And so, but as as time continues on and, and God has poured out how great a mercy upon us, you know, and he set us free from what our punishment was and should have been. And then we've got these things that hang on in our life and as time goes on and sometimes we can still be sitting in hospital and the bandage is still getting wrapped and actually the problem hasn't gone away and we're still there sitting in hospital and, Lord, I believe... You know, or you know, however that is, I, I, I'm still coming to meetings, and I, I'm still, you know, doing this and that, and whatever, still going to church, or you know, whatever people call it. Um, and actually, what we have to couple it with is, what are you going to do about it? When the Lord actually wants to show you, I mean, we could read these 176 verses in Psalm. And I'm sure there would be something to prick everybody here today. And that's one chapter in the Bible. And, and 
God's good judgments that now apply to us are full in here. It, like, it's, it, this, this book is full of them. And actually what he wants to do is, is put it within you that that work would be complete. You know, that, that we would actually take it away when you receive something on a Sunday and, and, and you think, yep, like I say, I'm going to get off my, off, off my spiritual backside and I'm going to go and do something because God has, has shown me this amazing love and now he's released me to walk in his ways and he's teaching me his, his statutes, you know, his, his wisdom, his judgments to, to apply into the things in our life. Um, so, like I say, and, and you know, James chapter 2, we, we read of that because... There's, there's so many of uh, the different aspects of you're going to help your brother or sister. That's showing faith. That's showing the faith of and, and the love of, of Jesus Christ, you know, that we would go and do that in our brother and sister. But actually it applies a lot to us, you know, because as we read then about Abraham is what he did. You know, how far he was willing to go in showing his faith. You know, how far can we show our faith? Um, So let's have a read here in um, verse... I want to read over that, that bit again. Psalm 119 and from verse 57... says, uh, Thou art my portion, O Lord, I have said that I would keep thy words. I entreated thy favour with my whole heart. Be merciful unto me according to thy word. I thought on my ways and turned my feet unto thy testimonies. And I think, I think this passage here really demonstrates, or I'm trying to explain what I got out of this, is in everything... You know, there's a, a thought, there's a glorying in the Lord, and then, and then there's here, I've turned my feet unto thy, thy testimonies. I've acted. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Now I'm going to make good judgments in my life. Thank you, Lord, for the faith you've put within me. Now I'm going to carry out those works, you know, and, and acted on it. Verse 60, I made haste and delayed not to keep thy commandments. The bands of the wicked have robbed me, but I have not forgotten thy law. At midnight I will rise to give thanks unto thee because of thy righteous judgments. I am a companion of all them that fear thee and of them that keep thy precepts. The earth, O Lord, is full of thy mercy. Teach me thy statutes. Thou hast dealt well with thy servant, O Lord, according unto thy word. Teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I have believed thy commandments." Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now have I kept thy word. Thou art good and doest good, teach me thy statutes. The proud have forged a lie against me, but I will keep thy precepts with my whole heart. Their heart is as fat as grease, but I delight in thy law. 
it is good for me that I have been afflicted that I might learn thy statutes. The law of thy mouth is better unto me than thousands of, of gold and silver. Thy hands have made me and fashioned me. Give me understanding that I may learn thy commandments. Praise the Lord. You know, like I, like I say, I, I mean, I, I got a, a lot out of just uh, just reading these things and 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 applying these things. So, you know, when we when we think about Lord, I want to, you know, the, those moments in our life, those uh, you know, maybe Isaac moments, is how far are you willing to go to show your faith? Um, you know, and and what what stops us? You know, maybe sometimes, like I say, we're happy to chuck down the mercy pills, but actually, we need to apply a bit of judgment in our life. We actually have to say, "I got to stop what I'm doing." Actually, I was um, just over at the leadership camp, and and uh, a few weeks back ago, now we've had a few camps on, and um. um there's another one, teens camp, that a few people are going to um, coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, but uh, there was a pastor that was saying something like this. If people can't show a bit of discipline, it's very hard to work with them. And, you know, he's sort of just thinking about his experience of 40-odd years in the Lord and and as a pastor and sort of seeing that, um, people, people that can come to the Lord, but if they can't show those disciplines or, or this longing for the Lord to, to teach them and maybe to, to learn some hard things, um, you know, even if it's in an Isaac moment, that it's very hard to work with, with people like that. I, I heard a couple of other things is um, someone that was really struggling, uh, actually has, has been struggling for 20 years. I've sort of known them well. And still carrying on. And um, the comment was made to them, have you gotten rid of your TV yet? I suppose that's why I mentioned that one. Uh, There's different things that affect people differently, but um, sometimes people are bound by things. And and the comment is more about, have you done anything? Or are you just sort of saying, Lord, thank you for your mercy, keep giving me your mercy, keep giving me your mercy, keep giving me your mercy? Or are you actually going to say, thank you for your mercy, now I can run? You know, now I can apply these things in my life and I'm actually going to put some really good things in place in my life that are going to help me, that are going to help my family, that are going to help people around me see your glory in me. You know what, when, when, we, when we've got those, those pills and we... Um, Actually, when we come to the Lord, we get a massive dose of mercy. And we don't actually have to take that one anymore, just for the sake of my analogy. That's just a massive dose hit to start with. And actually, for the rest of our life, it's just one a day of the, the judgment ones. Is that we, we just have to, um, Lord, teach me. Teach me your word. I want to grow in your ways. I want to grow in your knowledge. I want to grow in, in wisdom. And because the mercy has been given to us, it, it's complete. The mercy of God and what Jesus Christ did, that is complete. You know, so it's actually then what we go and do with it. 
Um, another comment I heard was, uh, you know, because sometimes, uh, you know, often people uh, dealing with anxieties and all sorts of different um, sicknesses and that sort of stuff, and a comment was made, are you willing to fight? And um, I suppose the same, the same application is, um, is faith and works. You know, are, are, we, are we really believing, are we really grabbing a hold of that faith and saying, yep, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run with this? Are we really believing that God's mercy for us was enough? Um, just in finishing, um, just thinking about some of those types, um, which are pretty good because we're going to have our, our time of communion now. Um, wrote a few some down here somewhere and they've disappeared on me. Um, there it is. So we think about Isaac and Jesus Christ and um, they're both descendants of Abraham. Um, they were both sons of promise, only sons. They were both sacrificed in Moriah. I think the Lord's trying to tell us something here. Um, they, uh, they both carried wood to their sacrifice. Um, they were both obedient to the point of death. Um, they were both raised up by the power of God. Um, and I suppose you can look at it that Abraham received Isaac back from the dead. You know, um, he was, wasn't dead as such, but it was as, as good as. Um, and that, that God is able to raise people from the dead. You know, and, and that's our story too. You know, that we too are buried in baptism. And then we're also raised from the dead by the power of God. And that's a, a massive dose of mercy that we get, you know, and that we continue to walk in. But Lord, teach me good judgment and knowledge according unto thy word. This is not just about going to church you know, Easter time. Thank you for Jesus Christ. Thank you for what you've done. It's a big part of it, and we do that every week. But Lord, teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I have believed thy commandments. All the people said, I'm going to leave it there, and I'm going to hand over to uh, Ryan for...